Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. So thankful to have you guys back with me and continue our series as we talk about being a better buyer's agent and some tips and tricks for this. On today's episode, I want to talk to you guys about how you have to hold your client's hand. Now, throughout this series, we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about, especially today and on the next episode, some of the differences between being a buyer's agent and a listing agent. Now, here's the deal. And especially on the next one, the next one's going to be talking about building the relationship and an advantage you have as a buyer's agent as opposed to being a listing agent. But on today's episode, we are going to talk about holding the buyer's hand. And the thing is, guys, and we'll talk about this more on the next episode, when you are working with a buyer, like I said, I've done research on this. I've talked about this a few different times. You spend an average of 50 hours with a buyer through the process of finding the home. Now, when you help them with listing a home, the average is about 10 hours. And you don't get to build that relationship piece or hold their hand necessarily when listing it as much. Now, this can be not a bad thing, but a difficult thing because it takes more time. It takes a lot out of you. There's a lot of emotions when they've lost 5, 10, 15 offers and I've been there. But it can also be a good thing in your real estate business, right? Totally, it's going to be hard work working with buyers. And I've shared that, you know, about a buyer I was working with early in my career. And I remember them, I remember they said something to me on settlement day or right after settlement, they had a question. And I think I said, I don't have time for this right now. And I had to go back and apologize and make that right because we've got to make time for these buyers. They have questions. You're going to have to hold their hand. So holding a client's hand like we have to do with many of our buyers, especially first time home buyers, is you are going to answer a lot of questions, right? You're working with younger people, usually who have not bought a home before, and you're answering a lot of questions. And you have to be willing to say to them and believe and act like there are no dumb questions, right? You can't get frustrated when someone has a question because they don't know anything. And that's not an insult. They haven't bought a home. So of course, they don't really know anything. Or if they do, it's very basic about buying a home. You know, I'm working with a client right now and they're from Asia and English is not their first language. They've never bought a home before. So I have to be extremely patient about the process. I have to be extremely patient and understanding of the fact that not only is this their first home purchase, not only have they never bought a home before, but it's also a little bit of a struggle with English not being their first language, with it being their second language. That's not an insult at all. It just means when I talk to them, it's a little slower. It's a little calmer. I try to make sure after I say something that since they sometimes don't understand everything in English, I just say, hey, do you understand what I'm saying, right? And I have a great realtor that referred it to me over here at eXp that like, you know, she's willing to translate if there is some struggle. But this is just part of being a first-time home buyer. And again, with coming to the United States 10 years ago, it also, there is a little bit of a language barrier. So I've got to hold their hand a little bit and probably a little bit more because of the language barrier. I've got to guide them and that's okay. But I have to be willing to do that if I want to have success as a buyer's agent. Now, again, you don't do this as much with the listing. You know, someone normally that's listing a home has bought or sold multiple times. So at the very least, they've bought before. And so they know the process of, 
hey, this is, you know, what we do, the process of when we put it on the market, someone's going to make an offer like we did when we bought this home. So, you know, these first time home buyers, they're going to be at showings with you. And as of the recording of this, I've been at been in like 10 showings this week with like five or six different buyers. It's crazy out there. And many of them have said to me, well, John, how much should we offer? Right? They're going to say things like, what do you think is a fair offer? What do you think I can do to, you know, make the offer aggressive, but not overpay? What should I offer them in terms of contingencies or lack thereof? As a buyer's agent, I have to hold their hand. It takes a while. It takes some time. And that can be difficult. Now, it can also be your advantage, and I'll get to that in a second. But one of the things is I try to be a good buyer's agent, well, agent overall, but as we talk about buyers today, I try to be a good agent because I give them the options, right? I say, well, you could offer this or you could offer this. You could offer this, but with an escalation clause. A client I'm helping right now, they bought with me last year, and now they're looking at another property. And so I just say, you know, they even said the other day, hey, I remember last year when we offered, they didn't accept escalation clauses. Does this home accept them? So I guided them then, and now they know a little more. So if you can guide them, it will help you in the business, and you can use that to your advantage. How? Well, first of all, you practice having tons of patience, right? There are no dumb questions. Even if they have asked it three, four, five, six, 20, I do not care how many times. You need to be willing to explain it to them. And if you've explained it three or four times and they ask again, it's not their problem, it's yours. You need to explain it better. The clients, like I said, don't have English as their first language. It might take some time and patience to explain it. But here's the deal. This can be hard, but it's also an advantage, okay? You know, and how we've talked about my reviews that I get from clients. Well, how do I earn those reviews? Many of them were from buyers, especially early in my career. Well, by being patient. If you look at my Google reviews, you can see that I've completely capitalized on this with my clients. I try to be patient. If you go on Google and look up you know, my business profile, uh, there's a way when you look at the reviews from a company, you can see the words that are most mentioned. Some of mine include answers the phone, answers my question, answers my text, knew about the market. Those are the words that pop up the most in almost every single review. Some of my reviews, if you, you know, if you go to rate my agent, here's some of them. John worked diligently to get the home sold. John had attention to detail. John was always responsive and knowledgeable. John shined in our lives. John worked diligently to help us buy a home. John was driven and positive and explained the process. John explained the whole process to us. John's awesome. He's fast, detailed, and organized. John listened to what we needed and wanted when it came to buying our home. He was reliable and easy to communicate with. Now, I don't say that to toot my own horn. I don't. But what I do say is these are the kind of reviews that you want in your business. And how do you get them? By the relationship, by building the relationship with the clients, by holding their hand, right? When you're patient, when you're kind, when you hold their hand, they notice that. And again, holding their hand kind of has a negative connotation. It's not a criticism in this case. It's just saying you are kind of guiding them. Imagine that I often joke with people when they're early in the process, they get all excited. And I'm like, hey, if we're going through the whole alphabet, 
We've done some calls about the property. We've submitted the offer. We're at like A, B, C, and D. I'm gonna guide you from letters one through 26. Try not to get too excited or too down about the property right at the beginning. But it means holding their hand all the way through every step one through 26. If you can do this, it will pay off in your business. You will get referrals, right? Buyers, many of my referrals, probably 80 to 90% have been people that bought their first home with me. If you can do this, it will pay off. You'll see the success and your business will grow. So I hope this helps you and helps you think about being a better buyer's agent and how you can do it. On Fridays, we close out our time talking about buyers and how to work with them and be better buyer's agents. Um, We will talk about building the relationship, which I mentioned briefly on today's episode. So thanks for listening. Remember that you have to hold your client's hand and do it with patience and care. So thanks for listening. I'll see you guys on Friday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.